0: Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter.
1: I want to say good afternoon and welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM, The Overdriver. Uh, on my Zoom with me this afternoon is none other than the beautiful uh, comedian. Now, I'm, I know her as a comedian based on my um, what I'm getting from my producers. However, there's a lot more to Megan Jeffrey. Megan J, for short. Let me take the time out to welcome Megan to Freedom 106.5 FM. Megan, good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here.
1: Wow. Megan, what part of the world are you reaching us right now?
2: I am in Baltimore, Maryland, which is on the east coast of the U.S.
1: On the eastern side of the U.S. Well, welcome to the shores of Trinidad and Tobago via Freedom 106.5. Happy to have you.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: All right, so let's kick things off uh, very nicely. Uh, Let's go back. Uh, Persons were asking me about your nationality. Now, what I have here is that you're a comedian uh, who specializes in global accents and improv and has the following of over 150,000. Now, while most um, uh, you're known for Trinidadian accent skits, you also are very fluent in Mandarin and have worked and lived across four continents and enjoys bringing diverse audiences together through laughter. Now, this is what we have here with Megan. Can you shed a little more light and go a little deeper into who Megan J. really is?
2: Nope, that's all there is to me. There's nothing more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, know no, that. <laughs> I'm an American. <laughs> so, um, I'm an American, and I grew up in just a very diverse community. Um, I was raised as a Baha'i, and that is an extremely diverse community. And mm-hmm. um, so I just was raised with, parents who reinforce the oneness of humanity and so that's all well and great but like put into practice who my personality is i just love people i love accents and languages and 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 history and just all these different kind of cultures and dances and music i just it's just it's a part of who i am and so i grew up studying different languages and just being immersed in different environments and my first love for languages came uh, through Persian. I started studying Persian or Farsi as I had a lot of Iranian friends. Uh, mm. But Trinidad comes into the picture. This is what everybody wants to know is about Trinidad, right? So um, Trinidad came into the picture when I was younger because we had a um, family, friends, who the mother was from Trinidad. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, you know, whatever. It's just another human being. And then when I got into middle school, my um, first teacher, because actually I was homeschooled for my whole life. So my first introduction to school. Yeah, so my first introduction to school was in eighth grade, so it's middle school, just the year before you go to high school here in the U.S. And my favorite teacher, the best teacher, she was from Trinidad, and she was a mentor to me, and uh, she encouraged me to dance more, and she, she made me, <laughs> she forced me to do a show actually, a dance um, competition show. Anyway, and so that was the really first introduction, but. The, the, the way that I know so much about Trinidad is because I, I married a Trinidadian man. I, I'm divorced at this point, but I was with him for 15 years or so. We have three children together. So I was in a Trinidadian family for a long time.
1: Interesting. Um, uh, funny enough, eh, you're born American, but I mean, live most of your life outside. Um, was there at any one point in time where you would have um, lived here in Trinidad?
2: No, I never had the opportunity to live in Trinidad. Um, I only visited for three short trips just to visit family down there. Um, but it's not off of the opportunities in the future. If something comes up, I, I would do it. Uh, but it has to be the right thing, of course.
1: I agree. I agree. And the thing about it is I'm hearing the Trinidadian, and you know, hearing a little bit of the Trinidadian accent coming out there. So I'm wondering, is this woman Trinidadian and then became an American? Or American no, and then lived no. there? But um, you, you have it. You have it
2: yeah what well well, well, well I must yeah because I was I was laying my head next to us a Trinidadian for 15 years and here truly talk so, again <laughs> Yes well I put it on I put it on for you um, no my my I'm fully American my my background my ethnic background is Austrian Polish mm. and um, and so no I just I have a knack for mimicking things so throughout my life, I just with my siblings to weigh the past the time is we would do impressions of people around us. Mm-hmm. and whether that was, you know, just mannerisms or accents or whatever, parents, friends, whoever, we just did it to make each other laugh. And um, you know, being with a Trinidadian, I pick it up and I have a background in languages, so I can I can do accents very, very well. And so you know, I already speak English, so this is just an accent for me to to put on. so, so, yeah, it comes, it comes out because my brain, like many, every, you know, actually, I would say everybody's brain code switches. When you get around certain populations, like your grandmother, you speak differently. Mm-hmm, when you get around mm-hmm. your school friends, you speak differently. And for me, <laughs> when you get around different populations that speak different languages that you know how to speak or listen to, then it'll come out.
1: What else is there that we, are, that, that we don't know before we go into... Uh, finding out how you end up in 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 comedy. What else is there to to Megan? And I love that name, by the way. I always love the name Megan. I don't know why, but I had a thing for that name. Uh, what Okay,
2: else? well, it's a very generic name here, so it's not too special here. Um, you know, there, I I suppose there's a lot to me, but the the thing that I want to get across to people is that um, through laughter, we can all come together. And I think there's also um. Something to be said about bringing international populations Mm -hmm, together mm -hmm, mm -hmm. through the 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 interesting things that we all do. Like I, you know, having studied Chinese, there's a lot of similarities between Chinese and the Trinidadian English dialect. Really, very very similar things. Yes, um, and and you know, you wouldn't know that, right? Because there's so much of oh, you're different, and you're different, and you can't get along because of that. Because that's always in the world. Um, but really if we take a look at the differences and the similarities of us there's many more similarities than there are differences among populations across the globe but um, I'll give you one in particular how Trinidadians and um, Chinese people or or Mandarin is the same so and I don't know how Trinidadians really go about saying this but I I listen so much that I've noticed that Trinidadians do something called double talk Um, which is uh, a
1: double talk interesting
2: Double talk. So you just you basically it's an it's a way to emphasize something. So you could say um, you know like greetings greetings like you you just repeat the word
1: ah Do like you, you walk in hello 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 hello. Yeah. hello hello yeah yeah we yeah. yeah. come say good <laughs> <Yeah>, night good night good night <laughs> good night right
2: right yeah it's so true that's it's just true a way to and Chinese does the same thing when they want to emphasize maybe a color uh, like let's say red which you say hong for red so you say hong hong da which is like, oh, that's super red. You know, so it's uh, very little different things that I'll notice as a linguist and as somebody who really just picks up things like uh, mimics and stuff and observe. I'm very observant. So these are the type of things that pique my interest.
1: Interesting. Now, I mean, how did we end up being, uh, taking a, a role of a comedian? I mean, I understand growing up, you said uh, the household was one full with laughter and mimicking, but to take it on as a career, You know was that disappointing to family to parents especially you know megan that's what you want to do when you get older you want to be a comedian huh you want to be a clown you know
3: yeah you know
2: yeah i think i think um well all of the things i think i did not expect to do this i fell into comedy two years ago and it was it was more of a i didn't know what was going on until everybody around me was telling me you know hey when is your next stand up and i'm just thinking heck are these people talking about like what what do you mean stand up and i i really thought about it as i was growing so quickly on TikTok and instagram and my videos were just going Mm -hmm. crazy i was like is this a thing and so i pushed it out of my brain all the time i was like no way i went to college i went to grad school i have a whole professional life like this is not i'm not about to be an internet star or or think that i'm greater you know than anybody else to become some sort of famous person And um, so I fell into it two years ago, and then um, I actually started to consider it. And when I did, there was a lot of people who were closest to me. I think the the people that are closest to you are the one, the naysayers, really, because they're worried about you. They don't want you to fall. They, you know, they they do it out of concern. So, Mm -hmm. yes, I think my my mom in particular was the one who whose approval I seek the most. And um, she's not quite on board. She she gets it, but it's too scary for her.
1: Interesting. And, I mean, um, your kids, all right, you said you have three children and so forth. So, I yeah. mean, now that mom is a full-fledged, a full-time, is, is it what you do full-time? Is this your nine-to-five?
2: This is not my nine-to-five. I still must feed them food. So, no, <laughs> it's not my nine-to-five. But so, one day, one day, I, yeah.
1: So, outside of comedy, what, what, what is Megan Jay's life like in terms of her, her nine-to-five? Oh,
2: it's very normal it's very regular I am not an exciting person I mean like I have my nine-to-five which is in language and international relation it's it's really uh, just an extension of what I do with comedy it's you about uniting people and um, yeah so I I go to work and I take care of kids I am a single mom so I have the three kids they live with me and so you know I only get every other weekend off and you know it's so funny because I run myself Short through the whole two weeks and then when I finally get a break, I think okay I'm gonna relax this week. I'm gonna do nothing and then once that weekend comes. I am out I am on the road. I am partying. I am finding something to get into. I can't sit still I gotta mm. like, flex it all out.
3: So, mm. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm just normal. I'm, I'm not anybody special.
1: All right. No, well, I think you're quite special. I mean, coming out of a divorce and still maintaining the kids and, and so forth. I don't know their ages. So I don't know if they're, in gra- if they're in school, what they're doing, you know. But, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting. Now, because of comedy and you becoming an Internet sensation over the social media platforms, um, it would be synonymous to think that, you know, it would be very remiss of me if I don't ask you this question. Do people expect you every single time to be funny and clowning?
2: Of course, and they ask me the stupidest question every single time. Oh, tell us a joke. Tell us a joke. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. Um, maybe it works for, like, your grandpa, your your you know, somebody's family reunion, but it doesn't work like that for, I think, r- regular comedians. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people, I think, expect me to be on all the time. And for the most part, I am on all the time. And you see, the problem with me is that I can't turn my personality off. And, and I think once you tap into your creative side, it doesn't go away. And, and this is for a lot of young people coming up, and, and, and especially people who want to have like this ideal professional life. So they're like, okay, I'm going to you know dress up every day, and I'm going to go to the office, I'm going to be so spiffy, and I'm going to be professional. And then it gets to a point where you can only do that so long until you deny your own personality, because in the corporate world, you are expected to behave a certain way. Mm. And then when you... You know, and and so for me, when I was, I was, I was on a business trip to China a couple of years ago. This is before my divorce and my, aka my life crashing. And um, so I was there and I was like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to treat this as a professional retreat. I'm going to read this book about how to be a professional woman. I'm going to, you know, whatever, get my skills up. And um, as I read the book, which was a very prominent book in the, in, in the field, um, it was saying, you know, women should wear, you know, collars that go all, you know, something that goes up to a certain amount. They can't wear open toe shoes. You can't do this. And, you know, excuse my French. I know I'm not allowed to say this on the radio, so I won't. <laughs> but I, I threw that book across the room with the exclusive. And I was like, I am not going to do this. I cannot do this. Because the fact of the matter is, if if one judges me based on how tight my skirt is and doesn't take into account what I have in my brain, that's not my problem. That's their problem. Mm. And um, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of young people kind of get to a point where they realize they can no longer not be themselves. And for me, not just that experience, but experience of having lost the life as I knew it, you know, being a wife and a, and a mother and a, a worker, it all kind of culminated during uh, COVID, you know. And um, so I I, I, I I, separated from my then husband and that was a shock to my system. And then I was a single mom. And then um, so that was an additional shock because, you know, there's that, ooh, you know, the stigma of being a single mother, which I never wanted. And then the third thing was I lost my job during COVID. So it was all Mm. the identities that I clung to to make myself have any worth and value. And so during that time is when I kind of was like, you know what, this is I have to build up who I am. And once I realized who I was, then I could no longer deny that in any professional setting.
1: Interesting. So, I mean, your colleagues at work, um, when you get to the office uh, um, and you are there in your everyday life, as you mentioned, they expect you to be turned on all the time in terms of comedy. But um, how do you part down from this, though? You know, um, being one um, in the front light, on the stage, you know, what, that, that attention, I think as an entertainer, because I'm in that field as well, not comedy, though, but I'm in the field of, mm-hmm. it, of being a professional um, MC in terms of master of ceremonies, host, uh, and that kind of thing. So... We, we thrive off of the attention, um, not necessarily trying to make ourselves gods, but you know, knowing that we are doing a good job and pleasing people is what is, is like the fuel in our tanks. So I'm asking you, you know, when they come to you and uh, you're not in that mood because you may have had a rough morning, getting the kids up and getting them ready to leave the house, whatever it is, you know, how can you maintain that, that, that aura that, uh, that you're expected to as a public figure? As opposed to the days when you're just drabby and you just don't want to get into it
2: but the simple answer is you don't you're a human being and um i think it's for the public's reaction that's their problem again i, I don't mean to put everything on anybody else but um i think we have a wrong idea of what superstars are or famous people are it's like oh they they're expected to be this and they're expected to be that and yeah. then when the public finds out that they're actually just human beings, then there's this grave disappointment and such a media frenzy about, oh my God, can you believe this person actually has problems? And it's like, are you serious? How do you, you know, and I had to come to that because I remember being in, and, and actually my ex-husband, he he really laid it firmly for me, for, and, and this was a great lesson for me. Um, we were coming back from... We were in um, um, Piarco, uh-huh. we were coming back to Baltimore, and Marshall just walks through the the, 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 the um the airport like nothing. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, did you see, oh my God, he didn't have anybody around him, just, you know, go through the airport like normal. And I was like, oh my God, did she, and my ex-husband said, he said, we don't get all fussy over people. We don't, you know, that's, you know, they're regular people. And I Yeah, just it, is it is like, true, it is
1: true, it is
2: true. Yeah, yeah. Americans aren't necessarily the same way. I think we kind of over-sensationalize people. Um, and, and I get that sometimes, like mm. being out in public and having people recognize who I am. And it feels great, but it's really my ego that feels really good. And I have to remember, I have to, I have to really strangle my ego sometimes because that ego is going to give me um, trouble at mm. some point. So it's a constant process. I don't think anybody's exempt from it.
1: You see, the thing about it is, um, when we look at um, our stars in Trinidad and Tobago, um, you know, the, the, the attitudes come up that, that permeates from them um, may, may come across as unwanted to us, and that's fact, because we, we forget the most important thing that you said just now. They are human beings too, and they just want to be mm. private at times, you know. Marshall is Marshall. And him walking mm-hmm. across the airport to board his flight to go his way, you know, you would expect an entourage mm-hmm. because when you look at the American, right. you know, they say when when America catch our uh, sneezes, we catch the cold. So we always yes. uh, look after the the, the the um the North Americans and, and look at them and see, you know, when you see R Kelly back in the day when it was at, or you see um, Ludacris or these, they always walking with a bunch of people around them, you know, these big yeah. these big uh, R and B acts acts and, 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 and stars out there. You know, um, there, there are movie stars such as um, uh, this black actor, Morgan Freeman, who frequently mm-hmm. comes to Trinidad. He's of, often, oh, uh, most times, in the, uh, the Yachting Village, down in the western part of the country. Sometimes, if you know somebody that knows somebody, they'll know Morgan is in the country. But it's not, and he, mm-hmm. and he comes through the ports there and would, you know, go through customs and whatever. But he's in the country sometimes. And the thing about it is, mm-hmm. because we are custom seeing that, now, when you see a person like Marshall or even if you see Bungie Garland walking across or Destro, you know, we, we, we tend to not pay attention because we, some persons might even miss it. Because they don't have mm-hmm. the fanfare, the management, the, ma- the whole managerial team. And, you, you know, you, you would even see Jamaican stars when they touch down, they're like that. You know, so mm-hmm. we are accustomed with that aura. So that's why you find your, hus- your ex-husband would have said to you, hey, that's normal, that's Marshall, okay, cool. It, right. I, I, yeah, it's because we, we, we don't get that. You know, we are accustomed with what we are looking for. But I could just imagine how tiresome it could be, you know. But outside of that, when it comes to accents, um, I have to break mm. for the news in a minute, so I want to leave you. Okay. Well, you're not going to leave me. I'm going to keep you on, and we're going to continue our interview because I want to know if you do Caribbean accents because we're going to go down the line.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't be on my program, and I don't know this. I want to know if you're into, you're into comedy, you ain't into accents. I want to know what accents, what countries you do and how well do you do them. And, I mean, <sighs> would it be remiss of me if I don't ask you for a joke?
2: <laughs> oh, God, didn't you just listen to me in the beginning?
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing, all right? Um, before we go to the break, here's a question I want to ask you. When, you when, um, when you're doing your shows and so forth, uh, do you take time to write your material, study through your material? Are you one of those or are you very much um, thrive on improv? As we just say in Trinidad, winging it.
2: Yeah. You want me to answer now or you want me to answer later?
1: Um... All right, we can pause with that because I have to take a commercial break uh, or two, and uh, we'll come back and deal with it. So think about it, and I'll get back to you right after the, the news, the commercial break, the news, uh, and then we have uh, one commercial or two after that, and then we'll get right back into our interview with you. So on the phone, okay. on the Zoom, right. thanks, Megan. So on the Zoom with me is Megan J. She is here with us this afternoon, and we're talking comedy. We're talking the power of woman. Yeah. The power of woman. And I know Megan is still hearing me. So let me ask Megan this one question. Well, I'll save it for after the news. We'll get Megan's thoughts on, on the situation. I know Megan probably didn't hear the conversation that was happening, happening before she came on. So we'll bring her up to speed and we'll get her thoughts on that. Stick around. Davey on The Overdrive on Freedom.
3: Talk,
1: talk is talk streaming talk. at freedom106.5.com Welcome back to Freedom 106.5 FM. Just about 10 minutes after the hour, 4 o'clock. We want to say thank you to Satish Mohabia for giving us the nails. Talk and we're back in, live inside 106.5. with Megan, Megan, welcome back to Freedom Overdrive. Thank you so much for having me. All right, great. Uh, As we were talking, we continue with our conversation from the last hour as we get set with the next few minutes with her before she leaves. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier, and they sent me a story about a woman purchasing condoms and a man that sought to see that, you know, she was out of place. Now, as a professional, I mean, as a mom, and a professional comedian. How I don't want to say comedian alone. Let's talk about your professional career as a professional woman. Do you see anything uh-huh. wrong with that? What are your thoughts yes. very quickly?
2: Well, I, I really think this is an, uh, something that is is time to talk about uh, the, the inequality of men and women and that's something that I love to talk about in comedy through my DM series and if you haven't checked it out, you must. And it really is all about the uh, dichotomy between society's expectations of a male's behavior versus a female's behavior and what is right, quote unquote. And it's all wrong. Let me just tell you that. Um, so what is what is the thing? She went to buy the condoms and the guy was saying she cannot buy it.
1: He find it was very out of character, out of place distasteful way well, a man with well, a well, man.
2: he is he is out of place and, and out of his character. Seriously, he mm. has no business telling her what to do. Exactly. And if I was there, if I were only there, let me tell you something, he wouldn't get by. Uh-uh. Oh
1: God, well she speech him off proper, eh? The woman yes, mouth Yeah she mou- she, mouthed she him must. off very, very proper. Some people called and say she was, not uh, you know, it was distasteful of her to do so. I thought I would ask you the okay. question. Yeah, you know, she should have been so, so, there was one woman that called and said, you know if I was her, I would have just not answered this man. I would have given him the look okay. and shake my woman and walk out that pharmacy that's my business, you know but yeah. he, he, he found it really hard, you know to know that she was a woman and with the man, why the man did buy this why you have to buy it, you know well
2: you you know this this is the problem with men believing that they own women still mm. and we don't want to admit that but we we, we still have this idealization of uh, traditional roles and traditional roles do have their place sometimes and it's okay if you deviate from those traditional roles because let's be honest we don't live in biblical times anymore okay Mm. women can do stuff for themselves and they don't need a man to do everything and likewise men don't need a woman to do everything they can get in the kitchen and cook for themselves
3: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Mm
2: -hmm. So, I have a lot to say. So, you you probably should end this right now because I will go off (laughs) on the the man. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, this is one of the most controversial shows on radio. So, I I, I like to go to the edge of the table without falling. So, that's why I I tossed it at you. But bringing it back to your career, I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. you said you've been doing it for the last two years. And the pandemic has surely brought out the best in many of us, eh? you know. Um, Mm -hmm. What was the response like so far? I mean, 150,000 followers my gosh Combine,
2: yeah, combine, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah i i remember i was telling you i didn't know who i was at this point point i was like well wait a second if i'm not uh, uh if i'm not an employee of this organization and i'm not somebody's wife and i'm now some single mother and you know all the stigmas that come around like who really am i am i going to succumb to what everybody else tells me i am no mm.
3: and
2: i i Big, and, and honestly, things in my life were just exploding. It was like one thing after another. And I was like, at this point, it's comical. Like, God, what else do you have? You're going to give me cancer now? Like, what, what do you want to do? And this is, you know, it was funny at that hmm. point, because what else can you do but laugh? You know, there's this beautiful quote that I love of the Baha'i writings, and it says, laughter is spiritual relaxation. It is. It's what you do to get through. And we all do it. Every single last one of us on this planet engages in laughter you know why not let there be more of it so so yeah i mean it it came to a point where i just um i clung to it and um i and everybody was telling me put this online put this online and i was like oh my god no way and so i i reluctantly joined january 1st 2021 and um I swore I would get off of TikTok after two weeks no matter what. I was like, gone. I was going to dip set after two weeks. I didn't mm. care. But after two weeks, I had 3,000 people. And then t- two weeks later, I had 15,000. It just kept growing and growing. And I was like, well, this is too much fun. I love this. I would get so much energy from engaging. From- and I do have to give a big shout out to Trinidadian people because i ha- thats they're my start there who gave me so much of a platform who embraced me so warmly and um, it they, Trinidad means more to me now than it ever has. um, not because I was within a Trinidadian family, not because I've been to Trinidad, not because I have three half Trinity kids. It's more so just on top of all those things, I have all these wonderful souls across Trinidad who are just just blazing my stuff up, and it just makes me feel so happy.
1: I'm really happy to hear that, though. I'm really, really, really happy to hear that. Uh, what are some of the places you have worked um, in terms of uh, comedy? You know, clubs and so forth. What are some of the gigs you've have, you've have experienced well, so far?
2: Uh, just just local stuff, and you know, some spots in New York City, and you know, private parties, those kind of things. And mm. um, so I'm not on Comedy Central. I'm not on any of those things. And, as yet, you know, another thing is, as yet, <laughs> right, right, right. I may be on tour in Trinidad. Sometime this year, hmm. um, I have to work the details out with the
1: the um, agency
2: that contacted me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a process, and that's the other thing. Like, if anyone out there who's listening, who's like, "Man, I want to do something like this. I want to put my comedy out there, or I want to put my dancing out there, or my whatever your creative skill you have." Just know that it's a process and don't mm. rush it. Just really enjoy the, the the little things. Like like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if I'm ever on Comedy Central, being on Freedom one oh six point five is, is gonna seem small, but to me this is the juice. This is the lifeblood. This is what I love. Engaging with people and enjoying the process, however slow or quick it comes.
1: You know, one of the things I wanna I wanna to say to you, um if you pass through uh Trinidad, a Trinidadian audience, and you, mm. and you, and you get that reception, then you are good to go. And, and they say, <laughs> when, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'll tell you why. I mean, there is a, there, the, people don't seem to know this, but um, mm. they say that deaf comedy jams, um, with Russell, uh, was a very tough mm. crowd. Uh, if you go to the Apollo. That's another very tough crowd. I've visited uh, the Apollo a couple of times out there in Harlem, and I've seen the show done live, and uh, they say deaf is like that, and um, a Trinidadian crowd, you know, mm-hmm. because um, Trinidadians, uh, the way the shows are produced in the U.S., it's, from my experience, it's totally different than Trinidad, where we have, a, we have a director on set, we have a producer. So, yeah, you know, you have cues as to when you can applaud. And you would hear the director, you'd hear the producer behind the scene saying, it's time for applause, and you'll get that. And they'll show somebody a polo, they'll come out and tell you. If they didn't get it right, they have to do it over. You know, and, you know, you, you, you have that support system. In mm-hmm. Trinidad, you have a producer, mm-hmm. um, or what we call a promoter, wanting mm-hmm. to do a comedy fest. He saw some of the big comedic names in the country. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like in Trinidad we have the Tommy Joseph, the Errol Fabian, and, and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. You pull them in. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they will be given a, a remuneration of some, of some sort to be on the show. We sell tickets. And when you get up there, you do your thing. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from experience, there was an actor by the name of Faison Love. I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know that guy.
3: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: Faison Faizan Love is an American actor. He's he's a com- he's a comedian out there in the US. He was uh, he, he was brought to Trinidad and, and he faced the harsh reality of a Trinidadian audience. So my question to you and I, and I say very harsh because I mean when he got on stage they were playing some local soccer I was there. They, you know it was hype up. It was really nice. You know he come on he was dancing a little bit. Faizan Love is in the building. He's in Trini.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
1: he said something, and uh, the audience looked at him. Nobody laughed because we, they didn't find it funny. Uh, but, but, but uh, I mean, then he, he, he attempted to go through his routine, and he got a couple of booze, and he got upset. So he belched out some explicit when he walked off. And uh, I think there was an interview several months later where he said Trinidadian audience was a difficult one, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But he didn't anticipate that it was not a well-produced a show to what you're accustomed to. So I'm saying to you, when it comes to you and comedy, I, I heard you say that you're looking to, uh, to link with the agencies that contact you to be a part of the uh, comedic platforms in Trinidad. Are you concerned in any way that you're able to bring those jokes here?
2: Well, I mean, sure. There's, well, again, like any comedian, no matter how big, you could be Dave Chappelle himself, everybody hmm. gets a little nervous and and there's always a risk of being a creative because you put your stuff out there for people to consume and to judge Mm. and not everybody's gonna like it believe me there's many people who are like oh who's this girl why she thinks she can you know do this stuff Eh," you know there's plenty of people like that and they've a right to that because maybe my comedy doesn't fit them oh yes there's always a concern for that but again that's your ego your ego is like oh man I want to be the best of the best Mm. but if you're not and you reach a couple people that should be what matters that should be what drives you not fame. fame should never drive someone but yet it is the biggest obstacle when you get famous because now you have to hold on to that spot and mm. yeah I mean and the other thing is when you go and this applies to any any um any business thing out there whatever track you're in whether it's comedy or not mm-hmm. like you have to know your audience and so if you walk up in a in a chinese crowd if you don't know like the the culture if you don't know the the music if you don't know all that how can you appeal to that audience you have to be able to appeal so for me with trinidad i just got lucky because you know i basically Trinidadian in by association
3: mm-hmm. you know so you are you so
2: I, I Exactly, exactly. I can't get it. I cannot even escape it. Many people will listen to my normal accent, my Baltimore accent, and be like, No, you just sound like a Trondadian who's trying to be American. I've gotten that. You sound like a convent guild. Yes.
1: So, yes. And you yeah. say that convent guild talk just like them convent
2: guilds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you must embrace it. And mm. um, it, it's always going to be a risk, and you can't let that stop you. You kind of, ha- you have to expect booze. You have to expect to fall on your face, even if you've had an amazing set, an amazing routine that work with another crowd. My, my issue is my stuff only works with Trinidadians. I have to actually internationalize my set to Americans.
3: Mm,
1: excellent.
2: That's my unique problem. <laughs>
1: well, well, it's a wonderful problem to have. It's not a bad problem at all, at all, at all. Because I mean, as I said, it's one. For, personally, I think it's one of the harshest crowds. Um, I, I, I personally feel that uh, we as Trinidadians, we do not embrace the talent of our, of, of our own. You know, an, an individual yeah. who is going up there and really trying to to, to establish themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we unless you come hard and you reach to the top one time, we don't want to embrace you. We don't want to to give you that resounding round of applause, that push forward you know um you don't get that here it's it's a fight down mm-hmm. crab in a barrel kind of thing you know um right, right. for example we look at um at at, at acts such as um German dupree and others mm-hmm. like him who would uh look for the next um the next best rap artist you know mm-hmm. bringing up people mm-hmm. like bow wow and others you know they would, would give back they would tell you know tell their stories they bring that and they, they, they come like that you don't get that in trinidad you know it's i i, I mm-hmm. i'm sorry to have to say it like this but it's really really tough and I, I feel it for persons who make that attempt to do that, because it's not a produced show like the Americans do, which I think is excellent work. It, it looks well when, when, on a finished product, you know. Um, but from what I've looked on with you so far, I have laughed. You've caught my attention, Megan J. Because i a white girl doing the accent,
2: that's why.
1: <laughs> I think your name first got my attention. I mean, it's, it's, it's very popular and common in the US, but I love the name Megan and then the Megan J, you know. So, um, when it comes to accents outside of Mandarin and the Chinese, what other accents can we look forward to hearing from you in a comedic routine?
2: Well, you know, I also do the East Baltimore accent. I, I'm from East Baltimore, so I do that accent. I do a Southern accent because my mom is from the South. Mm. Uh, I can do a Persian accent because I've been around them and Filipino accents. Um, and those that's really the extent, uh, mm. Trinidad, oh, and a British one. Um, but you know, you, it's so funny because every time I do a British one, I always, always fall back into Trinidad, every time. Really? And I know it's because, yeah, because there's, you know, that colonial past. But my voice, I've been doing the Trinidadian skits so much that it has become the dominant accent. So even when I'm around Baltimore people and they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from here, guys. <laughs>
0: they're, they're like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! You're
2: not. You're from yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're he actually so hearing bad. it. Yeah, they hear it. it and my you know, my own family is like, Megan, seriously. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, it's just I, I, you know, with my kids, we all we all do different accents all the time, and we play around and we do impressions. And you know, my kids, there's I have three of them. You asked the ages earlier. I have a nine and a half, a six and a half, and a five year old. Oh, okay. And Quite, my. Okay. Yeah, my my middle child she is me essentially and she does the accent she can dance really well she's goofy and silly and does contorting her faces and all this hmm. so I have high expectations for that one well <laughs> follow my footsteps
1: well I'm lo- I'm no I was not gonna ask you if there was any because I have two sons myself uh one is what, almost 12 he's gonna be 12 in a couple months and the other one um it's gonna be 10. And I can see the younger one, the 10-year-old, I mean, I can see him, you know, following in dad's footsteps. I remember I was emceeing at a wedding once, and I was hosting, and uh, I rushed the mic down, and I, I, heard, I heard some talking on the mic. So I looked around to look to see where I rested, and my son was on stage, entertaining uh-huh. the audience. And he was about, what, four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they like,
2: really picked up. Yeah, like my put- eldest. My eldest um, I have I'm known to have a very hot mouth I just it is what it is I'm very witty and that's how I create my DM series mm-hmm. and um, my eldest has my hot mouth she can snap back and and it, it she doesn't mean to I never meant to I used to do this all the time growing up I got myself into many many sticky situations because of my hot mouth and I continue to do so so <laughs> might as well put it to comedic use. Well,
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, what are the hopes and aspirations going forward with your comi- uh, comedic routines, and where are you hoping to take this career?
2: Oh gosh, wherever it wants to take me. Um, I I definitely dream of putting uh, together a skit show, a comedy skit show. So, um, but I want to make it international, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, internationally centered, and um, because you know, there's this there's this fallacy that Americans don't know anything outside of America, which Uh, unfortunately the stereotype is is there has some truth to it but otherwise we can embrace people Mm -hmm. from other places we can embrace different languages and instead of what comedians typically do which is to put down other cultures through derogatory remarks and you know stereotypes we can uplift we could just turn it around and and it's very possible to create this global unity through um art the arts and so that's what i really want to do i want to i want to I want to do that i would love to do comedic um sitcoms and and comedic uh, movies mm. you'll never see me saying hey i have a perfume line now and i have a you know a clothing line, i have all the things that's not in my interest i would love to make fun of people who do that and which i have uh, <laughs> but i just i just want to comment on like the ridiculousness of society mm. and i'm um, I'm sorry for you because you're a man, and I'm sorry for my son because he'll turn into one. But I really pick on men a lot, and it's wonderful. I love doing it. (laughs) Aw.
1: Do we we make for good props for your routine?
2: Oh, God, you make it
3: easy. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. I would wish I could be in Baltimore now and sit down to, to one of your routines other than just looking at it. I want to be in the audience. I want to be sitting down at least two rows in front of the stage. So I can... I don't want can you to like see you me. You? No, I don't want you to pick me. I want to say two rows in front now, but I, I kind of want to see everything. But I want to hide hey, and
2: see... the
1: But what are your thoughts about... I mean, I mean, a lot of comedians, you know, they, they come out and they look at the crowd... And they mm. they pick on them. They they say things about them. They make jokes on them, and they make the audience laugh. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, I know, I'm not sure if that's part of you. I mean, I think it it yeah. goes with the territory at some point. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: it's called crowd work, you just engage and that's a way of elongating your set or um, pulling the audience in to have the you know, and that that is not only for comedy that is for any public speaker, that we do that but um, for comedy in particular I don't like to pick on people and, unless they ask for it aka if they try and if listen, I'm from the hood, I'm from the street so if you want something, I'll give you something back but if you don't ask for it, I won't go there you understand mm, what I'm saying? So, I got you. Like, I will never go and say, look at this fat guy coming through. I don't know his story and and he could just throw it back at me. I would, that's not funny to me. I don't like crude humor. You'll never hear me talk about, you know, you know, having relations with men. You'll never talk, you know. I won't go certain places because hmm. to me that's not funny.
1: What about ethnic ethnic uh, jokes, you know? Um a lot of um, persons will joke around with whites. Um, uh, how mm-hmm. com- comfortable are you as a white woman speaking about blacks? And I well, and, and I ask this not not to be racist, but you know it is yeah, yeah. it is conversational and it is something that happens out there.
2: Right. Well, is there, the thing is, you can't escape that there's go, there are different people out there, right? You can't escape that. And when you talk about anything international, you are going to come into people of differences, diversity. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to say, like, a derogatory remark about someone. So, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. instance, Trinidad is a majority brown country. Mm-hmm. I know there are white people. I know there are Chinese people. I know mm-hmm. there's others, but a majority brown. And mm-hmm. so how, as a white woman... Um, can I even navigate that? So i straight put it out there and say, you know, this is my background, This, I love languages, so I, I cling to like the things that interest me, so um, linguistic differences, linguistic, um, um, you know, similarities, mm. uh, the jokes that are spun. And I try and always make Trinidadian people in a nice light, because I'm I'm an outsider and I need to I need to be aware of my outsiderness. <laughs> and I know I like, Oh, you're chinny girl you're, you're chinny, but I'm I'm not and I really want people to understand that. So again, there's a way to do comedy that uplifts people and doesn't put them down. So you can still talk about ethnic differences, but talk about it in terms of how beautiful it is. Like if you walk into a garden You're not just going to go and say the roses are the prettiest ones and I don't want to smell any other flower in here. The daisies are ugly and the tulips are gross. like you would never do that. Right. So if you pull together all these different beautiful flowers, if we can just imagine ourselves as this beautiful flower, then we can appreciate the garden as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't we don't do a good uh, a good job of that, but we can. And that's the whole point.
1: And uh, finally, before you go, what about political um, doing a political set? Uh, How do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, well, I don't get involved in politics, but I did actually recently comment on um, the Trinidadian parties, <laughs> uh, UNC and PNM, what mm. they stand for. You know what they actually stand for? What's that? UNC stands for under no conditions will we fix these roads. <laughs> and PNM stands for practically no money to fix these, these roads. roads. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Uh, I have a call on the line for you. hello good afternoon yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Good afternoon baby. I just joined the program I was just trying to find out how come the caller switches from one vernacular to another so immediately what <laughs> news does she have? I'm listening
1: uh, if, all right uh, I guess you're gonna have to just before you before you leave um reiterate uh, give us a, uh, uh, this caller a little more yeah, insight yeah. yeah.
2: Sure, sure, sure. So um I am an American. I've spent significant amount of time around Trinidadians. I'm a linguist by trade, but I am a comedian mimic by um by birth. And so that's I can do it. I'm very good at mimicking, yeah.
1: All right. So there you have it. She was married to a Trinidadian man for over fifteen years. Um she has uh, half Trini, half Baltimore. Children.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. um she has been around Trinadians, uh Trinadian families for uh, most of her life. I have another call on the line. Ooh. All right, call me back six two seven three two two three or six two five two two five seven. Or you can send me a WhatsApp to three zero six one zero six five if you want to talk to Megan quick. Somebody says, Hey, what's her name on TikTok? Megan, you wanna oh, take this?
2: Yes, it's rhythm is my right with all underscores in between. You can find me on all platforms. TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all of those good things. But Instagram and um, TikTok are my favorite. Instagram, you'll find a lot more variety.
1: All right. Rhythm is uh, my thing, right? Is it?
2: No. No. Rhythm is my right.
1: Rhythm is my right.
2: All underscores in between.
1: All underscores in between. All right. So that's how you're going to get her on TikTok. Another texter is saying, I love her accent. Can you ask her to do a full Trinidadian for us? (laughs) Well, Alright,
2: she... um all well, I want me to say what Well I could talk about anything.
1: Look at that.
2: Yes, boy. I real Trinidadian, you know. Eh. Understand every Tuesday I just make my turn some Trinidadian foods like bus-up shots and eh. all of them kind of things. So eh. yeah, yeah, I could go into it. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It's what a problem of? because I have to turn it off. I have to turn it off. I've been doing it so long, it just comes out now.
1: What kind of ja- Dr. Jacqueline Mrs. Hyde is, what is this? Did is that Trinidad the thing you come out with, there? Again? <laughs> well, here's what, uh, this is an American woman I'm speaking to by birth and lived in the U.S. I mean, uh, they said four con- continents. Uh, yes. Do you care to send, uh, shed some light on that before you leave?
2: Sure. I mean, I've, I've worked all over the place. Um, South Africa, let's see, uh, Philippines, Singapore, China. Um, uh, I'm missing one. Anyway, um, yes, wherever. I'm one of those people that says, you know, if a job is going to take me around
4: the world, I'm going to do it.
1: Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the program.
4: Debbie, she said she works an audience, she doesn't pick on an audience, but I wanted to find out from her. Does she ever have any Will Smith phobia when she gets on a stage today? Ah, that's a good question. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so they're
1: asking about Will Smith phobia. You yeah, remember Chris Rock? Oh, yes. If yeah, you,
2: yeah, yeah. If you have no, that I'm type of phobia. No, no, no. I don't do it so somebody can come and. And slap me in my face. But um, I do, I'm do. i not stupid either. I don't walk alone. So if you want to mess with somebody, you go get messed back with. So that's, that's, that's it. I'm, uh, I'm from the hood and we know how to mm. walk. So.
1: <laughs> you see, in America, right, they say they're mm. from the hood. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you know what we to say in Trinidad.
2: What do you to say?
1: We from the ghetto. We from the ghetto. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you see, whenever I went to Trinidad, I was always in the bush. So hey. I was always what down about? in points.
1: Oh, point four I... ten, okay.
2: Yeah, right,
1: right, right. That's a week. Um, another one is saying here, this is an amazing guest. Another one says, nice interview. Oh. She's good. Another one says, oh. oh gosh, Davey, beg her to do a small routine for us now. No, I'm not going <laughs> to ask her to do that. That is putting her on spot. She didn't come here for that, you know. Another one saying, yes, uh, can she tell us a joke? <laughs> These oh, people do uh, No, no. <laughs> she done gave me two already. Um, the UNC and the PNM. And we repeat that? UNC is what? Um under no, condition under
2: no conditions. Under
1: no conditions we fix it. We fixing the damn roads. That is the UNC. Under no condition we fixing the road. And the PNM is
2: practically no money to fix these damn roads.
1: <laughs> yeah no, Miss Lady, you see why you say that on this radio station on my show?
2: Oh, you, God, I'm going to in trouble, right?
4: Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Hey,
2: you're hurting people's heart. Hey, hey, I didn't signal out people. I'm just saying, <laughs> Trinidad, you have the pitch lick. I know, Why right? Why don't I do something about it?
1: Oh, God, girl! Hello, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah. yeah.
3: Just a second, just a, just a second. Let me just get this thing going properly here. Uh-huh. All right. Alright, good afternoon, D V. And good afternoon <laughs> to your guest, Megan.
1: Yes, Megan.
3: This is a caller from New Hampshire.
1: From New Hampshire. Megan?
3: You have it. Yeah, New Hampshire. <laughs> Megan, you have that, you know what I mean, that accent, dong pack. Yeah, boy. You know what I mean? You have it dong pack. I was listening to that interview there and you know what I mean I said, Wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> She's yes, she, she 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 is she is good. She is good. She different boy. You, yeah, you, yeah. All right, New hey, Hampshire. Uh huh. Anyhow, New Hampshire all is locked on. Hey, Davy. Um, I used to listen to you guys on on on, on um, dot net. Uh-huh. No longer there, so I'm I'm on tuning up. I don't really like the tuning up. Oh. Where could I get you all again?
1: Um, you can go visit the website directly. You know, you can check out freedom one um, hundred five fm dot com. I think we're there. Um, once you put in freedom, it's T T. Um, you will get us there directly and live into the studios. You don't have to go to okay, Trinidad. Right, yeah. You okay. could go, go straight to okay. Freedom, to Guardian Media Limited, and go straight there, and you'll get us there as well. And clean, clean video footage. Okay. All right? So thank you very much, okay, New Hampshire. Sorry, no problem. All right, buddy. You see what's going on,
0: Megan? Uh, hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Megan. Good afternoon.
5: <laughs> yes. Um, hey, be I, yourself, I, I, everybody. I
0: love your, um, your, your misdemeanor. <laughs> you know, and um, the they, they thing about it, I love the joke about the roads. Yeah, like the joke about And, and we, you're quite right. We say we have a pitch lake and we don't have any good roads. Uh-huh. Because you know why? Uh-huh. We have a bigger community than you are in the country. I know that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that. That's <laughs> fella, And I'm On top of that, you could lie too bad too, you know. Later.
5: Oh, God. Oh God.
1: You see no what comment. i <laughs> Oh my God! Six two seven three two two three and six two five two two five seven. If you want to get in, somebody is now saying, um, she could um, she, uh, she can campaign good too, you know. She could help them fix the roads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So I'm trying. Everybody's like, you know, why aren't you a Trinidadian citizen? And I'm like, well, somebody must petition the ministry by now. Well, please. i think
1: so. You would have had dual citizenship if I wasn't in any prime minister's residence.
2: Well, right.
1: Okay. You could have uh, we'll come, come and go. Robin. Megan, come in and go home. Megan want.
2: Yeah, we're in that line instead hey, of hey. another line.
0: Hello, good afternoon. Davey. Tell me. I have a question for you guys. Ask her. Have you ever had bread and condensed <laughs> milk while you've heard that? Wait, what you saying?
1: All right. Kelvin is asking if you ever had...
0: If you wrong, mate.
1: And now I will tell you about Kelvin, Megan. I'll tell you about this, Kelvin. But...
0: That's one next question, eh?
1: No, I'm cutting you off. Let me ask Megan. Megan, have you uh, ever had bread and condensed milk, Megan?
3: Oh God! You know, like well, oh,
1: yeah. you see, you have that Trinidadian flavor in you know, here, right? anyway, and 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 bread and condensed milk. Apparently, is a dish in Trinidad. I I only learned about yeah. it recently. Yeah. I I never had it. I think it's no, gross no, and no. disgusting. You
0: know? This
2: is so funny because because my ex-husband used to love that, and I'd be like, ah. oh, that's so
0: <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing?
2: That's so nasty! It's disgusting. No, Take it's actually not bad. Day, it's not bad. Wait. it's not bad. My kids love it. Wait, 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 wait.
1: You but, but did you eat <laughs> it, Megan? Megan, say you didn't eat it. Uh, I
2: I don't eat it on a regular but <laughs> I've consumed it before, <laughs> and yes, it has a feel. So,
0: so Davey, look how I call and Sean will just literally answer before
1: <laughs> Tuesday. so Megan, you you eat the bread and condensed milk, and you found it to be a, a, a delicious delicacy.
2: It's not about the condensed, it, 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 sorry, it's not about the bread, it's about the condensed
1: milk. So, what is your it, take?
2: It, my favorite, my favorite Trinidadian um sweets is a coconut roll. Oh, god, I could take that.
1: And I don't like coconut roller. Eh? I, I, love I, it. I,
2: I make
1: it. You can make it.
2: All right, Hell you, yeah, can it. make that. And bread, what
0: what Kelvin, what's your next question? um megan what's your last name if you don't mind
2: oh i can't tell you that yeah
0: we will <laughs> right. we, we'll assume we would assume jay is the last name so would it be yes. megan j murray or just <laughs> megan murray
1: say what if i was to marry he's asking you if i was uh, to marry you if you would uh, drop your maiden name uh, and take mine and i would t- i could answer that for megan once Megan marry Davy Murray, <laughs> she will be Megan Murray.
0: Full stop. It's not no more talk.
1: Man, a bad man right here. Let, I, let n- Megan, no
0: talk. Let Megan, let Megan answer that,
1: But I talk for Megan. Megan have no say there. <laughs> Megan <laughs> a- agreed to marry <laughs> me. It's a wrap.
0: Well, I agree with you, but I still want to hear Megan answer. Megan will be the female version of Double M. It's and, and Megan we, Murray. Megan, I want to answer with a accent, eh?
1: You do have to ask Megan that again. I just... Megan, please <laughs> tell this man that you will be Megan Murray if, if I was to marry you. Just tell the man quickly. I'm gonna because he ain't going to go. Tell him, Megan. No
0: comment.
2: No comment. Because
1: Megan don't know boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Yeah, Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program.
5: Hey, what's up, Morales? Well, you can't make that one again. I just want to share it. But that man, that is a day. I know he was It's not <laughs> this is why it is. X. X was before you had was that child. I you know X. Eh?
1: No, man. Why. There's a reason why they built steps to the world, you know. So we can become yeah. stepdaddy and stepmommy and step stepparents, well,
5: step well, stepgrandmother. At uh, that point in time, once they agree, with me, am be done. i go going for an addity. I'll even accept what you say. All what right. Say? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Morales. Lock the is
1: Somebody's now saying, Megan, whenever you come to Orlando, I will cook her a nice pilau. Megan, you know it's Ooh. a pilau, right?
2: You know, I, I could go for a pilau. You know, my favorite thing is um, stewed chicken, plenty gravy, and macaroni pies. So oh, oh, God, Gil.
1: Oh, God, Gil. I like that too. There's a woman after yeah. my heart? I, I, I love the gravy. You know, <laughs> they see these stewed chicken with the gravy if are cooking some nice coconut yeah. milk.
4: Oh, good. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, sir, too, and good afternoon to your guests. Mm hmm. Give me the opportunity of just less than a minute to ask all my Trinbagonian people culturally or whatever form might be for tomorrow in celebration of this cultural icon Anil Bim was passed away and will be it's right will be tomorrow. So drivers on the road are thing to use your lights on for a period of time from the morning to lunch hour. All right. And we are celebrating this great icon historic. The, the Chotley, the Chotley, the
1: Chotley fraternity mm-hmm. is, yes, in so. morning, is in morning. is morning.
4: And not only Chutney fraternity, because fraternity, because everybody reacts because we because we all can beg
1: Well said. Well said. Well said.
4: So I appealing to you to, from tomorrow morning, to drivers use your lights on until about half day, so to celebrate this great icon who has gone to the great beyond, may his soul rest in peace and God forgive him for whatever troubles and whatever he may have passed through. In this journey of life and make him rest peacefully where he is to go tomorrow. All right. Thank you for that opportunity. So.
1: Thank you very much, caller. This is Freedom 106.5, the overdrive where we encourage you to speak your mind. Hello, good afternoon.
0: Yes, afternoon, again, Megan. Oh, I have God. a Valentine one for you. Why would you write sir. Huh? Here it goes. Okay. Roses are red, violets are blue. If I had a face like you, I would have been in the zoo. But let me own it now the the um is a it's a lady named Sharon, saying that a uh,
1: fella named Christopher. I go. <laughs> 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 you see that caller? I just need it, Roder. The money saying, Davey, your programme is so entertaining this evening. I'm loving it. <laughs> 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 oh my god. It's good to have a little laughter as Megan said. We have another call in the line. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon,
1: good afternoon. welcome. I
0: that lady only see me show her my title. Only just see. <laughs> but <the bottom> line, <laughs> you know you don't bother me? Tell me. President Biden shake any title. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> well the, all
1: right. I'm gonna. All right, no problem. The only reason I think a woman will keep her will, will keep her, her maiden name is I mean it depends on her academic accreditations and uh, yeah. what she would have uh, accomplished throughout her years. So if, she's a, if she has her Ph.D., she's a doctor, an attorney right. at law, you know, she would, it, it will be Mr. and Doctor, you know. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so the doctor will always be there. So it, it will be Mr. Davy Murray and Dr. Megan J. You know, it would not be a Megan Murray because <laughs> she would have had that before. But if she acquires <laughs> her Ph.D. while being married to me, it will be Mr. and Dr. Murray, full stop. I don't know what people are getting this, this this hyphenated, they all are named to write. Hello, good afternoon.
5: Yeah, well David that, that is there. It's like most of the time they like to keep them in when they are permanent people in society you now. Like, you know, like like if Doctor Keith Christopher or like if she's daughter, son or daughter, so married, she may want to keep the road, you know, being the fact that if Prime Minister, even man, whatever, who, who are in those kind of offices you not know? So I believe maybe that is and um, that's fair enough, they you will know, keep the identity. So Me, no, but I that, mean, that's some, um, yeah, some women that want to wanna keep it and die. Me, and me I make a issue, you you want to keep your name, die.
1: <laughs> now, well, uh, is that I, is that, yeah, a bit, that,
5: was, that was your job in any case? When,
1: when I don't talk my, to Megan, Megan, Megan my, forget what she my name my was sisters.
5: before.
2: Yeah, right, right, sure.
1: When I don't <laughs> talk to Megan and I say, hey, girl, and I get on yeah. in that ears, Megan, Megan, who again? Megan will forget. I just say, let's put Marie right there. That's it, there. It's a wrap. Thank
2: you. You forget, I does no Trinidadian men like the back of my hand.
1: It's so, yeah, not it. no, no, no because he was married to one Trinidadian, yes, you know, all the way again. We have some serious one here. Enough. I
2: know enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know enough. No, actually, I never changed my name back to what it was after the divorce because, you know, I had all my degrees and everything in this, so I'm not giving it up. I earned that. So and I, and I, I respect
1: that. Of course, I will allow you to keep
2: exactly. it. That's fine.
1: Megan, once you're marrying me and you have all those accreditations, I will allow you to keep it, Megan. I will allow you yeah. to keep it. Yeah,
2: you. It doesn't matter if my ex-husband allows me or not. It's mine. It's mine Like now. I said,
1: so. I is your husband. I you're will fine. allow you. <laughs> <laughs> Megan.
2: Keep on that all right?
1: <laughs> Megan, it has been a blast hanging out with you this afternoon. I mean, if there's anyone that is thinking about getting into the career of comedy, what would be your advice? Um, any anything that you would like you to would. tell them along the way to help them to, to grow? Mm-hmm. Tell me.
2: Honestly, we can use as much laughter as we can get. so never look at say, oh, the market is saturated, I can't be this because this already exists. Never say that because your comedy will touch someone and there's enough space for everyone. Everybody thinks, oh, I can't because it's too many people, I could never be better than so-and-so. And And it doesn't matter, you'll never be better than so-and-so because you're not them, but they're not you. So you need to do what you want to do, what makes you happy. And believe in yourself and always daydream about it. It'll come true. And Oh, here's the other thing. Write it down. Once you write things down, I swear to God, they all come true. Everything. I swear to God, it works every time.
1: I always tell people, because I'm into the wedding business as well. I said, if you're getting married and you're Mm -hmm. trying to save, you know, somebody was telling me, I'm I'm trying to put on money, you know, money of a way, once it's there, you would find uses for it. So, you're trying to save for this money. You know what? Go and tell the craziest, loudest person in your family and among your friends that you're getting married on this particular date and this particular month and time. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you are now working towards a goal, a targeted goal. But if you're just saving money to get money to get married, but there is not you're saving it in the wind, then you're, it's never going to happen. And that is what Megan is saying. If you, if you have these aspirations and these goals, put it down on paper. It will be a constant reminder to you whenever you're going that diary, into that book, and you pick up that notebook and you see this. It will be giving you that target to work towards. So I yeah, can. Yeah, but you
2: know, there's there's a lot told, more mm-hmm. because you know, socioeconomics does take um, does factor into it. Not everybody can do everything immediately. Not just because you say you want a million dollars, you're going to get it. That's not it's how it all so works. So true. There's so many ways to do it. Um, If anybody wants to pick my brain or you know whatever please send me a message i answer every single message that comes into my inbox every single one if you're a guy who wants to try and flex you might get into my dm series but you know (laughs) genuine (laughs) genuine connections i love so please please feel free to reach out
1: i'm getting messages about people's um giving you different last names here on my text board
2: Oh God! <laughs>
1: People don't start to look up Megan J, and they are giving me very vari- a very vari- a, vari- uh, a variation of last names are coming up on my three zero six one zero
2: six five. Hit it! Hit me with them.
1: Well, uh, I have I, I have Megan Bartholomew. I have uh, I have Megan Galley. I have um, uh, Megan Chin. I have Megan <laughs> Prescott. Um, <laughs> Megan Jeffrey. Oh, well, <laughs> we know who that. Moving on. on <laughs> um, Again, Megan Pandey and all. <laughs> so, people oh, I just here, regular thing, and just decide you know what? They're going to give me Megan some last names. Megan Gill, these Trinidadian hey. men.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: We are good lovers. Yeah. That's what I will tell you.
2: Hey, well I'll be the judge of that. But anyway, yes. it was such a Indeed. pleasure. Mm.
1: Indeed to be it was. On this
2: station. Thank mm. you so much. What a lovely time this was. I am like so hyped because of it.
1: Well, I do hope that you get that agent to bring you to Trinidad soon so that we can really benefit from your your comedy, you know, share some laughter with you and you know let the, let this part of the world uh get to experience who Megan J really is. Somebody say Megan Markle. <laughs>
2: No thanks. No thanks. I'll deny that one. You'll
1: deny that one. All right. So, Megan, have yourself a great day. How's the weather like in Baltimore this time?
2: It is beautiful. It is phenomenal and uncharacteristically warm. So, yeah, global warming.
1: All right. Trinidad, we always gain global warming down here. All
2: right. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: (laughs) All right, Megan, it was lovely and indeed a, a great pleasure to have you. We look forward to talking to you soon. Please don't be a stranger to my platform. Okay.
2: Likewise. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Bye bye. All right, guys. Take care. That was Megan J hanging out with us here on Freedom 106.5 FM. For my good friend out there in New Hampshire, if you're trying to get onto us, it is the TBC Radio That's how you're going to catch us online. Let me repeat TBC Radio is streaming at Freedom 106.5.com.